just read morning psalms 108 verses 1 through 5 and this is the word of god for people of god amen spiritual warfare is real yes that's why it's good to come together to praise god to cover one another Oh, gracious Lord, we come this morning to say thank you. We praise you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. We thank you that you are always with us and never will forsake us. We thank you that you sent your only begotten son, sweet like Jesus, who sacrificed his life for us. We thank you, Lord, that you sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within each and every one of us if we only recognize. So, Lord, we come this morning to lift up your name, to give you glory, honor, and praise. And, Lord, we thank you for the beloved community. Church of Atlanta, Inc., that you blessed us with this house. 
that we might come together and worship you. Lord, we thank you for our senior servant, Dr. F. Keith Slaughter. On today, Lord, 61 years ago, he entered into this world. Lord, we thank you for his entire family. His mother is here today. We say thank you. Now, Lord, his brother, also here, we thank you for him. His wife and daughter are here. We thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, we ask that you be with us today and enjoy our praises as we lift up the name of sweet black Jesus. We ask all these blessings in the name of Jesus, and we say amen. Amen. Ashe. 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 I'm recording. Hola, bo, masinha. Kalebo ela ela engo maseya e galia Thank you. 
is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get behind. Victory today is Matter what you think, claim victory. Victory. 
Greece in the midst of overwhelming odds. What did they claim? Victory! Not for themselves, but for the generations yet unborn. And I tell you right now, you are, you are the yet unborn that is now born and now living. And now we can claim victory! All right, let's get down to the gospel, all right? Amen, amen. Thank y'all for coming this morning. Clothed in your right mind, hallelujah. It's a blessing for everybody to see everybody, amen. That's what God wants. What does it say? Don't forsake the fellowship of the saints. I know we could be home and we can just... Get in front of our television or whatever and, and have a communication with God. And, and all that's well and good. But guys, there is nothing like coming together, forming relationships, strengthening relationships, touching each other, hugging each other, acknowledging it well, so that our burden that we're carrying it's no longer carried by us alone. But now we have a cloud of witnesses that are carrying it with us. And so now the load is a little lighter because you got some help. Or better yet, let me look at it another way. You got one twig, you can break that thing easily. But when you get all those other twigs and put them together, ah, now it has the density of a log. And that, my friends, that, it's where the strength is. You see, that that cannot be and will not be broken. Ashe. 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 The gospel comes from John chapter 1, starting at verse 43 through 51. Stand as you are able. We're going to be reading this responsibly, which means that I will read the red, you will read the green, and then we'll read the black together. Ashe. And the word of God for the people of God. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Peter and said to him, follow me. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus. Son of Joseph from Nazareth. When Jesus saw Nathaniel coming towards him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deficit. And Nathaniel replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the big tree? You will 
All together. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God and descending upon the Son of Man. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God for the word. I shame. All right. And now I ask you to get into your posture of prayer. Oh, gracious. Oh, loving. Oh, merciful God. For Lord, you saw fit to wake us up this morning, Lord. And see another day, Lord. You, you, you touched us, Lord. When there were those that were not touched, Lord. So we thank you, God. Because it was only, not because of anything that we did that deserved it. Not the any good that we have done, Lord, that deserved it, Lord. Because we are filthy. Filthy as rags, Lord. And, and full of sin, Lord. And, and have a proclivity of sin, Lord. So it was nothing, Lord, but your grace and your mercy that woke us up this morning, God. And so, Lord, we just thank you. And because of that, God, we want to invite you, God. We want to open up our hearts, Lord. We want to make some headroom, Lord, some space in our mind, God. Open it up, Lord, for you to occupy, for you to inhabit, Lord. What we're saying, God, is we want to hear your God talk. What we're saying, God, is we want to hear from on high. What we're asking you, God, is to activate our instincts, to activate what we call in our hearts of hearts, God, to be able to hear you, be able to recognize you, be able to operate, love, God, in your love and in your compassion, in spite of all the hate that we see and hear, but yet choose love, choose you, because, God, when we have that love, God, then we, we somehow feel that we've got everything that we need, God. And so, Lord, we understand, God, that that love is you, God. Which is why when we have you, God, we got everything that we need. And so, God, we're calling on your love, God. We're calling on your presence, God. We're calling on your mercy, God. We're asking you, Lord, come by here, Lord. Come by here, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Come by here. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ashe. 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 Give God a hand. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Clap those troubles out. Clap all that other stuff out. Make a space for the Lord. Hallelujah. And now we're going to have our guiding ideals, Ashe. These are the penance that we stand upon, the foundation of our belief and our theology. Ashe, so listen to it. Take it in. I believe, I believe that it will make a difference in your life, Ashe, especially of people of color. Amen? Amen. All right. And we're going to be led by our own Mariah Slaughter. Amen? Read. Give her a hand as she comes.
morning. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, principles of my eye. Um, I'll say the word, you repeat it after me, and I'll give you a brief definition of what that means to us. All righty. Truth. Truth. Truth is the absence of lies, falsehoods, and fakery. It is the presence of honest and open communication among the mighty and the holy people of God. Justice. Justice. Justice is when the people that need the most help receive the most help. Order. Order. Orders acting with the aim of honoring the agreed upon norms and the best practices that we have identified as helpful to the flourishing of our people. Harmony. Harmony. Harmony is maintaining the legacy and the creativity of being able to be your own unique self while seamlessly expressing yourself as part of the group. So that's different notes, blending together to make one beautiful sound, right? Righteousness. Righteousness. Righteousness is right thoughts and right actions resulting in right relationality among others who are striving to be in relationship with divinity. Balance. Balance. Balance is living a robust life tempered by wisdom wherein curiosity and satisfaction are mediated by moderation and circumspection. All right. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Reciprocity is understanding that giving Planting and serving results in receiving harvest and reaping in every aspect of people activity. Thank you guys for your participation on that one. All right. And now we go on to the virtues of my eye and we'll say these together on the count of three. One, two, three. Control of thoughts. Control of actions. Devotion to one's purpose. Faith in your teacher's ability to teach truth. Faith in myself to assimilate the truth. Faith in myself to wield the truth. Freedom from resentment under persecution. Freedom from resentment under wrong. Ability to distinguish right from wrong. Ability to distinguish real from unreal. Thank you. Appreciate that. Participation. And we're going to move on to the last part of this segment, which is the Nguzu Saba, um, which is the seven principles. And I will go ahead and lead that today. All right. So um, I'll say the Swahili word. You repeat it after me. We'll move on to the English word together and finish with the phrase and move on to the next one. With some power. Ashe. All right. Umoja. Umoja. Unity. To strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kuji Chakalia. Self-determination. To define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima. Collective work and responsibility. To build and maintain our communities and make our sisters and brothers problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujama, cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Nia, purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kaumba. Kaumba. Creativity. To do always as much as we can, in the way that we can, 
in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Imani. Faith, to believe with all our hearts in our creator, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, our people, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Thank you guys so much. Amen. 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 Look at me, Quay. Amen. Okay. Um, we're going to do a little something different. Pastor. Sit in the middle seat, please. And Brother Jay Byrne. Everybody, uh, if you don't know, uh, this is Jay Slaughter, our pastor's younger brother. And what we're, what we're about to do, and, and I invite everybody to um, help us participate. Today is our pastor's birthday. And we do not consider it robbery to just take a moment in our service to impart um, something that happens for most preachers when they are ordained, uh, laying on of hands and praying for. And so I ask you all to, to join us in this ritual as his brother will lay hands on him, and I ask everyone else who would like to come on up and touch him and touch each other, lay hands, and, and Brother Jay is going to pray for him. And we, what we want to do is just have a flow of faith and energy, you know, and just touch our pastor and just fill him up, Lord, fill him up and, and build him up and, and, and just... just uh, have a spiritual renewing on his birthday. Ashe. Ashe. So, Brother Jay, where are you? You reign Come on, on out. the throne. Touch him. For you are God and God alone. And those who like to come up, my come on out. Just touch. Just touch. Gone. Or just touch each other. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. I lift my hands in total adoration. And if you have gifts, Give our pastor the basket is up here. You can bring that down too. And he's accepting So 
mother. I say, the vessel. name of Jesus tis this moment and space in the time that you have allotted to each of us we are clear about the fact that we didn't arrive to stay. Yet for every breath, every second of each minute, of every hour of any day, we are compelled to remember you for the provisions of our sustenance for the keeping of our sanity and for support for our survival we come today especially remembering your handiwork on that August 6th day you bless the world with the presence the consciousness and the desire to live you you put what you created which was the breath of life inside of what you made which was the body of my brother and then he became a living being thank you for how you moved in his life for how you've used him to bless humanity at large thank you for how you touched his heart to remind him to be a protector 
for a fatherless little brother. Thank you. Well, how you reminded him to be the best of fathers to children whom without him had been lost. Thank you for the diligence that you placed in his heart to be a great son and a great father. Today, dear God, we thank you for the life of Dr. Slaughter. Thank you today. You didn't have to do it, but oh God, you did. And we just want to say thank you. You've been good to us every day of our lives. And we still want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your tenderness. You've been Alpha. You've been Omega and everything in between. You're Alpha. You're Beta. You're Gamma. You're Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Kappa, Lambda, Mu, Nu, Omicron, Pyro, Sigma, Tau. You are Omega. Thank you today for your kindness. Remember this great church. Help us to recognize greatness when we see it. For it is not in the mortar, the brick, or the wood, the padded pews or carpeted floors, but it is all in and about you. So we ask you now to bless this church, these followers, pray master that you would continue to restore, to revive, to rejuvenate, and to recollect the freshness of mind that this great leader possesses even in these latter moments. Thank you now, bless this church, bless this family. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Oh yeah, yeah. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love, I love. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, 
mercy. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. For these so great a people who have mercy and compassion on your servant. I thank you for them. Each and every one. Thank y'all. It's time to share. Offering time. Yeah. So, uh, this ministry needs your help. We need your support. We need you to give. And, uh, and spare not on this first Sunday of the year. We need you to, uh, or the month rather, need you to make sure that you give your best so that we can maintain this ministry, so we can feed the people that we feed each and every week. And throughout the week, we feed people at this church, we feed folk throughout the week and make sure that people have food to eat. And we do it through your gifts. It's your gifts that make us able to be able to be a blessing to this community. So I ask that you give and give liberally at this moment. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Stand to your feet, prepare what you have, put it in an envelope, and be led and guided by your ushers as they, as they lead you to come. Everybody say bless, 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 bless. Say blessed in the city, blessed yeah. in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when we come, we cast down every stronghold. The devil is defeated. Hey, hey. Everybody say bless, bless, bless. Oh, no. 
night hour. God will Shout glory. Hey, it's a wonderful day to be alive. It's a blessing to be here. Jesus, keep, keep me near the cross. opportunity. Pray that you would bless these words that are printed on these pages before me. Allow me to deliver them with power thank and you, conviction you. Yes. that your people might hear and be changed you, and grow and developed in your name. Oh, I ask this 
that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Oh, Lordy, oh, Lordy, oh, Lordy, oh, Lordy, yeah, yeah. Rest beyond the river. From the book of Matthew, chapter number nine beginning at verse number 35. Matthew chapter 9, beginning at verse number 35. You'll find these words. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest the word of the God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to talk this morning from what I have decided to, a question I've decided to ask, how shall we reap a harvest from a post-COVID garden? How shall we reap a harvest from a post-COVID garden? Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. The other day I walked through the back quarter of the beloved campus and observed the utter carnage wrought in our urban garden. Rows of dead snap beans hanging, brownish, blackish, gnarled and twisted like strange fruit resembling dead Negroes suspended from a wilted vine. Eggplant laid open, rotten and wasted, an ugly testimony to our sloth and neglect. On the tomato vines, I see a few bright red planets in a constellation of dead or virgin green. I pluck and eat the ripe ones so at least those few do not go to waste. I see, see, I remember our first garden. I remember how we broke ground and pulled weeds and planted seeds together. I remember the laughing and planning and hoping and dreaming and sacrificing that we did together. Year after year, the garden yielded peppers, red and green like Christmas ornaments and spinach vines crawling like living leaves out of the rich soil beneath 
okra and squash and tomatoes as succulent as can be imagined could be harvested throughout the summertime and everyone had access to the bounty. And then came COVID. Yes, we still planted. Yes, the plants still grew. Yes, there was still a harvest, but there was no one available to do the teamwork associated with nurturing a healthy harvest. And now I struggle to discern how we will reap a harvest from a post-COVID garden. I love telling the story of Jesus because his ministerial life was filled with adventure. You might find him anywhere, on a boat, in a brothel, in the synagogue, or in the middle of a field, with his woman, with his drinking buddies, or all alone in a garden. And all of his life was ministry. Reflect on this for a moment. When we meet Jesus in the beginning of chapter 9, he had just been run out of town for destabilizing the pork market in the country of the Gadarenes. Imagine this Jewish black man putting the devil in some pigs and the pigs committing mass suicide. This brother is living a strange and interesting life indeed, isn't he? On the run, he catches a boat and heads across the Sea of Galilee to his home on the eastern side of the water. Capernaum was the place that he called home, the place that he felt that felt like home to him because he was accepted there. Peter and Andrew, his friends, were from Capernaum. He would also befriend a tax collector from this prosperous center of fishing and trade that connected Damascus in the north to Egypt in the south. In Jesus' time, Capernaum was filled with sisters and brothers who were struggling under the brutal hand of alien oppressive power. There was a deadness among the living. There was confusion and lack and disease among the people. And so home was the place where he felt needed and respected. Immediately after disembarking the boat, he sees a paralyzed man being carried by his friends upon a bed of infirmity. Moved by the faith of his friends, the text declares that Jesus forgives the sin of the paralyzed brother and was straightway accused of being a blasphemer. Nearby haters, and haters are always nearby, were identified by Jesus as such, and he took them to task for their unhelpful and unnecessarily negative energy. What if I said abracadabra? Would that be all right? is what I imagine him saying. However, the text says that Jesus said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, stand up and walk? And he said, I said it like I said it, so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. What? Now get on up, homeboy, and go home. And homeboy got up and went home. And listen what the text says here. When the crowd saw it, they were filled with awe and they glorified God who had given such authority to human beings. It is clear to me at this point that the people understood that miracles are not impossible when people make themselves available to do the work of God. I say it again, miracles are not impossible when people make themselves available to do the work of God. That term that Jesus used to refer to himself, son of man, actually means human being. 
What Jesus was saying is that human beings have the ability to heal each other. Do you see that, son of man? Can you see that, daughter of woman? Human beings have the ability to heal each other. I needed to say that twice. I think I'll say it again. Human beings have the ability to heal each other. That's why we come in this space and we touch each other because we can heal each other with a touch. Oh, Jesus got off that boat ready for all the smoke. He walks through the greenish gray cobblestone streets of Capernaum like he owned them. He is walking in his authority and gathering people as he walked. He sees Matthew, the tax collector, and thinks, hey, why not have dinner with a dirty representative of the oppressive Roman regime? That ought to endear me to the poor and oppressed people who are crushed under the unjust rulership of the European. Why is he doing this? This can't be helpful for public relations or his image in the hood. And the text says, as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. I can imagine how strange it had to look for sweet black Jesus, our African Messiah, the champion of the people, to be sitting and sharing with greedy-ass, politicking, sell-out bottom feeders from the black community. The people of community rightfully resented tax collectors because they were the Jews, the dark-skinned brothers of the South, who were colluding with the alien, white-skinned, Roman, gentrifying government from Europe against the brothers and sisters in the community. The people were colonized by white oppressors from the North, and these Negroes could think of nothing better to do than to profit off of the suffering of their own people. So the people hated the tax collectors. They knew the people hated them. But here is Jesus, the people's champion, chilling with the damn enemy, relaxing with the ops. That's a problem. Do you see that? When questioned by the Pharisees about his questionable behavior, he responds, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Jesus wants all the smoke, I tell you. And he wants all the people, all the souls are valuable to him. And I'm like Jesus. I want everybody to come to the beloved. I don't care. I don't care. I saw somebody on the Facebook. And I, I sent them a message that said, come to church. And they say, I'm a Muslim. I said, come anyway. I, I just come anyway. Over the course of the next 20 or so verses, the text reads as if Jesus was on a marathon ministry mission, answering questions about fasting, performing miraculous resurrection of a dead girl while inadvertently healing a hemorrhaging woman busting up a macabre meeting of grief manufacturers and teaching the people living lessons on operating in faith. And just in case there were any doubters remaining, he restores the sight of not one but two blind men and heals the mouth of a muted man so that he could speak words where silence had been his only response heretofore. I imagine that he had to be tired. He was a man, a beautiful natural, loving, and kind man. So he used his energy to make a difference in people's lives. He wanted to alleviate the pain and the hurting and ameliorate the suffering of the sufferers who were around him. 
Oh, my sweet sisters and my powerful brothers, can't you see this man put his whole life into serving others, engaging difficult problems, offering appropriate solutions while simultaneously dealing with almost unceasing criticism and backlash from haters and detractors. That shit had to be exhausting. And so we arrive at verse 35 and he's still at it. The text says, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. He's moving around, he's teaching and preaching and healing and gathering and reaping and in the midst of doing ministry among the people, he felt something. The text reveals when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I need to tell you that effective ministry is done by people who can feel the pain of others. Empathy is the key to being a blessing. One commentator has written the following profound words with reference to this text saying, if it was me, I know I would be feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by the crowds and their constant needs by this time. But Jesus is so different and his tender, compassionate response is compelling. The Greek verb translated as had compassion indicates that Jesus was moved in his innermost being. Such was his deep ache for the people that he saw. This phrase is used frequently in the gospel to describe Jesus' gut-wrenching feelings for people in need. He is not indifferent to our struggles, nor does he blame people for the mess that they found themselves in. What a challenging model Jesus gives us to see people as he sees them and to feel deep, gut-wrenching compassion for people as he feels. So with tears flowing from his bloodshot eyes, cascading down into the roots of his nappy, graying beard, tired, exhausted, and weary from the work, he says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. With these words, Jesus not only expresses his care and concern for the people, but he also indicts the so-called spiritual leaders, preachers, prophets, and priests for neglecting the needs of the people. At the end of the day, you can pray all you want, but there will come a time in our lives as gardeners when we have to get up, get out, and go get the harvest out of our own garden. One cannot expect God to come down out of the sky and reap your harvest for you. See, we all have a harvest to reap. We have a destiny to live into that requires our participation and cooperation for it to come to, to pass. The only reason not to be excited about the harvest is the realization that you have planted no seeds. That's the only reason that you can't get happy about the harvest. When you find out and you realize that you planted no seeds. But when we remember the laughing and planning and hoping and dreaming and sacrificing together, there's no reason that we should not expect the harvest, even from a COVID garden. I'm leaving you here 
But the question remains, how shall we reap a harvest in a COVID garden? Well, I'm glad you asked. It takes care and kindness to reap the harvest. It takes love and respect to reap the harvest. It takes integrity and commitment to reap the harvest. It takes faith and sacrifice to reap the harvest. It takes sweat and effort to reap the harvest. It takes empathy and understanding to reap the harvest. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 9, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And I heard the songwriter saying, it's our season for grace and favor. It's our season to reap what we have sown. God heard the psalmist say restore our captives O Lord like the streams in the Negev those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy he who goes out weeping bearing a trail of seed will surely return with shouts of joy carrying sheaves sheaves of grain we've been toiling and moaning and crying while dropping seed along the journey we've been leaving a trail of seed that both God and the people can see sweet black Jesus is the Lord of the harvest because he went up on Calvary's mountain to secure the harvest. Didn't he do it, y'all? Didn't he go up on the mountain and hang on the tree? Didn't he do it, y'all? Didn't he hang there, suffer, bleed, and die till the moon ran down in long lines of blood? Didn't he suffer, bleed, and die till somebody said, surely, surely, Oh, surely this must be the son of God. They took him down off of that old rugged cross. They put him in Joseph of Arimathea's borrowed tomb. He stayed right there all night Friday night. He stayed right there all day Saturday. He stayed right there all night Saturday night but early oh early oh early oh early early Sunday morning he got up out of the grave with all power all power all power 
in the palm of his hand. Ain't he all right? Ain't he good? Ain't he all right? You ought to shout yes. You ought to shout yes. Yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Shout yeah. Say yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've been toiling and moaning. We're looking for the harvest. The harvest is there, it's right outside the four walls. The harvest is waiting for us down at the food pantry. The harvest is right across the street, right down the street. The harvest is in your house. The person that you left at home is the harvest. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So ask God to give us the harvest. Ashe. Ashe, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. We offer Christ. We offer Christ to you. Oh, my brother. Standing all over the room.
but yet there is room there is room in this house for you and even you let us prepare for the Lord's Supper the night that Jesus was betrayed he took bread and he broke it and he blessed it and Lord we bless this cracker that reminds us of the bread which is a symbol for your body that was broken on our behalf we pray that when we eat it that we will be changed and become more like you. Likewise, he took the cup after supper and he blessed it, saying this cup represents the New Testament in my blood. As often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. And Lord, we bless this cup. We pray that when we drink it, we will be reminded of your suffering and of your victory over death. Savior. 
shed on the hill called Calvary for the remission of sin. Let us drink together.
now I may say that almost all things are cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there may be no remission of sin. We thank God for covering us today. Whatever illness, whatever sin that we have, it's been absolved today. Today. So you don't have to carry what you brought in with you out the door with you. You can go out the door a little lighter, a little bit lighter than when you came in. We thank God for this Eucharistic meal, and we pray that you will all be strengthened through remembering what we've done on today. Now, we got Bible study on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, Reverend Knight is our able instructor, and he does an excellent job. Make sure you come out. I want to say thank you to everybody for sharing with me uh, on my birthday, uh, 61 years. This next year, this next year will be re very interesting because... I'm embarking upon it from a place where I've never been before. And I have obstacles before me that I've never had to encounter before. And so I'll need your prayers throughout this year. Also, my dad died when he was 62. So I'm trying to make it to 62. Uh, but I always wonder, I'm 61 now. So I got to make it through this next year, like my granddaddy said, very carefully. I engage this next year very carefully. I love y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it. I want you to stand and make a circle around this room by grabbing each other by the hand. Nothing to 
lose, nothing to lose. Lord God, we thank you for this day, for everything that we've experienced. We pray that you would go with us as we leave this place. Be with us, don't leave us, don't forsake us as we refuse to forsake you. And we ask it all in the name of sweet black Jesus, our Lord and Savior, our Redeemer, and our soon-coming King. And it's for his sake that we pray, amen, 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 ashe, 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 oh, now reach your hand up into the sky and pull down a handful of power and bringing it to your body and shout, Harambe, Harambe, Harambe. That means let's all pull together. And if we pull together, we're going to make it somehow. You go in peace and the peace of the Lord be with you. Remember, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Have nothing to lose but our chains. We got nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Oh, nothing to lose. Yeah. I see you eat bass. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose but our chains. Oh, we've been climbing high mountains. Yeah, yeah.